Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. Argentina's debt comes due and the vultures are circling. The vulture funds, that is. What insurers make of driverless cars, plus high fives and superhero movies. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. In Washington, I'm David Gura, in for Kai Rizdal. It's Thursday, the 31st of July, and it's great to have you with us. Argentina has defaulted on its debt for the second time in 13 years. The country's leaders blame investment funds that bought Argentine bonds, and they've sued to be paid in full. The Argentine government is calling the investors who hold the debt vultures because they stand to make such a tidy profit. That's pejorative, but it's also a technical term. Marketplace's Sabri Benishur explains what a vulture fund is. Vulture funds earned their nickname because they are, in a sense, scavengers. They go after the debt of dying firms or crisis-addled countries. They buy it on the cheap when nobody thinks it'll get paid back. And then they sue to get it paid back in full. These firms profit from the backs of poor people. Eric LeCompte runs Jubilee USA. It's a religious group that lobbies for financial reform. He says so-called vulture funds have gone after poor countries, even after aid money. One of the most tragic recent examples is money from debt relief was sent to Zambia, but that money that was supposed to build schools and hospitals was collected by vulture funds. But some say these are extreme examples that give these investors a bad name. Ed Altman is a professor of finance at the NYU Stern School. Asking for full payment is totally appropriate. He says often funds are better suited to play hardball to get back what's owed. And like vultures in the wild, vulture funds may serve an important ecological purpose. They provide, in the case of distressed assets, a liquidity that simply wouldn't be there. In other words, it's helpful to have somebody out there who will buy bad debt. Anna Gelpern teaches law at Georgetown. She says vulture funds thrive and people can fight about them because of a hole in international law. There's no bankruptcy court for countries. There are no rules on how creditors should get paid back. All you have are a bunch of contracts and it's, you know, every person in funds for themselves. And in the case of Argentina, Gelpern says there is no winner. In New York, I'm Sabri Benishore for Marketplace. Since the financial crisis, relatively few individuals have been held responsible. Well, that small group got a little bit bigger yesterday. Someone who used to work for the mortgage lender Countrywide was fined as part of a civil fraud case. Marketplace reporter Tracy Samuelson looks at what happened and at the larger question of holding individuals responsible. It was nicknamed The Hustle, a program in which Countrywide allegedly passed bad mortgage products onto investors like a hot potato. Because Bank of America acquired Countrywide in 2008, the bank was fined nearly $1.3 billion for the fraud. But a former Countrywide employee, Rebecca Mayon, will also have to cough up a million dollars of her own money. This is not the norm, says Ken Thomas, an independent bank consultant and economist. We're seeing companies paying fines, but very little actions against the people involved. After the savings and loan crisis, there were many savings and loan executives that went to jail. Here, we don't see that. Countrywide's former CEO and CFO were also fined coming out of the financial crisis. But generally, when individuals are targeted, they're typically lower-level employees who worked directly on the bad deals, says Michael Santoro, a professor at Rutgers Business School. 
it's a little more difficult to present evidence against people who have set policies in motion or who might have turned the other way or, you know, who might have winked at something. According to the Securities and Exchange Commission, there have been 174 enforcement actions against companies or individuals arising from the financial crisis. About 40 percent of those have been against CEOs, CFOs or other senior executives. But many of those actions were on a different scale than this case, says David Zaring at the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton School. Ms. Marone is, you know, she's in a unique place. There's an actual jury verdict that came in against her and a fine that was duly awarded after that verdict. Almost everything the SEC's done uh, has been a settlement. Zaring says early failed criminal cases against a pair of Bear Stearns employees might have been a deterrent. And that if wrongdoing was such a widespread practice in the financial industry, it can be hard to single out individuals. I'm Tracy Samuelson for Marketplace. On Wall Street today, let's just say you could hear the trombone section practicing that sad music from a mile away. It was not a happy day. Markets.